Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. Today, I am going to be talking about the unreal world, the metaverse, that the Jews will be offering you soon in exchange for your slavery in the real world, and how we can save our families and our nation from that nightmare. But first, let me give you some significant news. First, I want to explain to National Alliance members and supporters why our monthly printed National Alliance Bulletin is late, and why the number of articles posted has slowed down temporarily on our online magazine site, nationalvanguard.org. The National Alliance Bulletin depends largely on one man, our National Alliance Chairman, William White Williams, for its production. Will does the writing, I do the editing, graphics, and typesetting, and Will does the proofreading, interfaces with the printer, and Will and his wife and staff at the National Office do the actual mailing every month. But when the chairman is out of commission, and that is very, very rare, it has happened only once in eight years, the bulletin has to be put on hold. As our National Alliance members have already been informed via postal mail, Chairman Williams contracted a serious case of COVID in mid-September and had to be hospitalized and then put on a ventilator. He's home now and undergoing rehabilitation to regain his full strength. Will is a real fighter, and we know that this microscopic enemy won't keep him slowed down for long. Soon he'll be back to where he needs to be, back to normal, fighting the non-microscopic kind of enemies our people face better than ever. A sign of how Chairman Williams keeps on track is that even as he sent out the letter explaining the illness-related delays, he sent a copy of the just-printed and updated brand-new edition of Building a New White World, our booklet introducing the National Alliance with each letter. We expect that he'll be assembling the next bulletin soon, and it will be a multiple-month issue, combining September and the following months in one. This is something that Dr. Pierce occasionally had to do himself when circumstances required it. We thank all of you for your patience and understanding. In the text version of this broadcast on National Vanguard, I'll include an illustration taken from that new edition of Building a New White World. It shows several photographs illustrating the National Alliance community in action, including pictures of part of the National Alliance's National Office complex, with an oil portrait of Dr. Pierce painted by Chairman Williams at the top of the stairs 
construction work taking place at the site of the new William Luther Pierce Memorial Library and Research Center, which will be the centerpiece of our national office facilities in eastern Tennessee. Svetlana Williams, Mrs. Will Williams, at work in the national office. Vanessa, Mrs. Kevin Strom, at work in the National Alliance studio. A Members Alliance literature table at a local gun show. And Will Williams officiating at a Cosmotheist wedding ceremony. Several such couples, married by Chairman Williams, have now brought white children into the world. Here in the unspoiled mountains, surrounded by the inspiring natural beauty and the history of our race, white men, women, and families, National Alliance members all, have worked for the cause of white survival since 1985. As for my slowness in editing, writing, and posting lately, it's all due to some very good news. My wife, who you know as Vanessa Neubauer of audiobook fame, just gave birth to the second child we've had together, Victor William. Yes, his middle name was chosen to honor Will Williams. And he was born earlier this month at 10 pounds, 4 ounces at birth. He joins his sister Catherine, who was born last year and just turned 16 months old. Vanessa is well, but she's been ordered by the doctor not to pick up our daughter for a couple of months after giving birth, so I must be a very, very busy man for a while, taking care of our toddler while Vanessa concentrates on our newborn. We are gradually adjusting to having two under two in our household, and yes, astounding as it may seem, we are both determined to get back to our normal, pretty high levels of productivity in our work for the only cause that really matters, the cause of the National Alliance, the cause of our race's future. Again, your patience and understanding are appreciated. Media Jew Mark Zuckerberg, who stole the software and the idea of social media to create Facebook, and has since then amassed a personal fortune of $124 billion, has just taken what some consider the rash step of renaming his company Meta, which is short for Metaverse. He's making a big bet that the metaverse will soon eclipse both the social media and the dinosaur media and become a hugely significant, possibly even dominant, part of our lives. And he intends to profit handsomely from that change. Zuckerberg didn't originate the idea of, or the word, metaverse which means an artificial reality, which you, or an avatar you create which becomes your new self, can inhabit as if it is a new universe, 
We already have something approaching that in many online multiplayer video games. These games aren't like the video games of the past, in which you played by yourself essentially against software on your machine, a PC or smartphone or game console. No, you play not only against characters created by the software, but against or with other real players who are connected to the game, just like you, from their own homes. These players can, within the limits set by the game's designers, change their names and appearance and skills and even species. You and the possibly hundreds or thousands of other players inhabit a landscape, its own country or planet or even universe, created by the game designers. This landscape persists even when you yourself aren't playing. The plot of the game and the passage of time in the artificial world of the game go on even when you're not logged in. These more recent games also aren't like the old video games the older generation might have experienced. The characters can look very realistic if that's the way the game is engineered. And the landscapes can also be hyper-realistic, if that is the effect the creators want. You travel through a forest, and even though it was created by a team of artists, it looks almost like a 3D hologram of a real forest. A castle looks like a real castle, more compellingly real than almost any photograph of a castle you've ever seen. You can walk around it, open doors and walk into it, find hidden treasures in secret rooms, encounter enemies or friends in other rooms, free prisoners from its dungeons, read books in its libraries, meet the love of your life in yet another room, fight off guards in another the possibilities are endless. And that's just one castle in a single city on a whole simulated planet. Men look like real men. Women look like real women. And those characters can do anything the programmers allow or program them to do. And the voices and sounds are presented in perfect high fidelity, indistinguishable from reality. Some games purposely have a retro or less realistic cartoony look. But these days, that's an option, not a limitation. These games and the virtual reality they are segueing into can only get more perfectly realistic with time and the constantly increasing processing power available. They'll be hyper-real when they want them to be, like a cartoon when they want them to be, like a living painting when they want them to be. They'll try to sell you on the idea that these worlds, 
will be what you want them to be. That somehow living in their metaverse will be the liberation of your imagination. But in reality, you will have a very limited range of choices, all pre-approved by Zuckerberg and his ilk. They'll rewrite even the laws of nature and physics itself to suit their agenda. And if you buy in, and they will make you pay, believe me, you'll be living in a fake universe in which all of what seems like reality will be reinforcing what these billionaire Jews want you to do. You'll see only what they want you to see. You'll experience only what they want you to experience. You'll feel the way they want you to feel, exactly when they want you to do so. In the text version of this broadcast, I'll include a couple videos in which Zuckerberg tries to sell us on his coming version of the metaverse. It's already bad enough with hundreds of millions of our people addicted to books and TV programs and films in which they're immersed in Jewish values and a distorted Jewish version of reality for a few hours a day, for as long as they suspend their disbelief. It's already bad enough with hundreds of millions of our people communicating and interacting with each other, a basic human need, but doing it on Jewish-owned or dominated platforms like YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, in which the most vital communications of all, the truth about our race's greatness and its great danger, are disallowed. But can you imagine the next generation spending much or most or nearly all of its leisure time wearing virtual reality headsets and instead of actually living life and having goals besides their money men bosses goals outside of working hours, spending their most precious commodity of all, time, in a universe of Mark Zuckerberg's making. This will be a universe in which rewards are doled out and success and status determined entirely by how closely they conform to the behaviors and values that Zuckerberg and his ilk set up. Monetary rewards for conformity to what the Jews want, and yes, it is now possible to earn money, both virtual money and fiat money, in the metaverse already. Perhaps there will be sexual behaviors that will be rewarded too. And perhaps rewards can be sexual as well. It's all to be decided by the metaverse's designers, you see. I've already seen some of the avatars 
artificial beings, actually, that some have chosen or had suggested to them to serve as their bodies in these virtual worlds. Some of them are very, very sick-looking indeed. Well, since you can have a virtual mansion in the metaverse, who needs a real home? Since you can have the perfect lover in the metaverse, or ten dozen of them perhaps, who needs to find a real mate? Since you can choose to have virtual offspring that can appear and disappear almost at will in the metaverse, as long as it's all right with Mark Zuckerberg, why do the hard work to bring into being a real family? So when you come home from laboring at something you don't care about all day long so you can pay interest to the money men, well, pop on those VR glasses and resume the life you'll really care about in the Jewish metaverse. Earn points and sexy thrills by doing what the Jews want in the virtual world and doing almost nothing in the real world. Who knows what you'll experience? Killing racists, engaging in perverse sex, incinerating Nazis, engaging in even more perverse sex. Where will you actually be while you wear those VR glasses. Look at the image of the capsule hotel in Tokyo at the beginning of the text version of this broadcast to find out. These are also called pod apartments, and they've already started to appear in this country, especially California. They're the smallest possible space in which a human can live. They're holes in the walls, too high, many in a single hallway, each the exact size of a single mattress. They look a lot like the body drawers in a city morgue. You climb in and pull the curtain and watch TV, play video games, or go into the metaverse, and then fall asleep, and begin your slave labor again in the morning. Eating and bathroom areas are common areas you'll have to share with your fellow slaves to save money. In another one of these already existing virtual world games, Fortnite, one can quote-unquote earn loot and other benefits in the game by attending a virtual Martin Luther King Jr. event and virtual museum and, quote, learning about the civil rights struggle, close quote. And speaking of money, you didn't think that Zuckerberg and his ilk were going to give you all this wonderfulness for free, did you? They will find ways to make you pay for what they will sell you as a better metaverse experience. In one early metaverse incarnation, a virtual estate just sold for over $2 million. And I mean 
sold for two million U.S. dollars to get an estate in an imaginary world you can only see on your computer. People using these metaverse precursor games already spend money regularly to get extra perks in the games. Special avatars, virtual clothes, weapons, powers, you name it and they'll sell it to you. As the Jews become masters of this kind of thing, you can be sure your virtual purchases will in debt and enslave the real you even further than you are already indebted and enslaved. You might have to work longer hours and lose an hour of sleep or VR play to keep up the payments. If you don't, you'll lose your meta-account and maybe your pod, too. Then what will you do? Evolutionary psychologist Jeffrey Miller has speculated that the reason for the Fermi paradox, the fact that despite the massive size of the universe, no intelligent beings except us are apparent in it, is that each and every intelligent civilization has stopped aiming for the stars as more and more of its energies and efforts have become devoted to artificial realities like video games, like the metaverse. He says that those civilizations that do survive, if any, will be those who hate contraception, love raising children, and embrace the real struggle for survival. We won't be meeting any video game lovers in the next star system. If we do meet anyone, they, like us, will be those who see childbearing and childrearing as sacred things. Do people who live in pods and endless fantasy worlds ever make revolutions or new nations? I don't think so. Let me tell you something. The real world is the only one that exists. The metaverse is a lie. A Jewish lie, just like heaven, only worse. By making you care about something, about an entire world that is not real, you are ceding to them all the power over what truly is real. Let's not do that. Let's live in the real world. Let's do the hard but joyful work needed to build a new community and then a new nation that will set us free from all this madness. That's what the National Alliance is doing right now. And I want you to join us.